This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast about the latest and greatest in pop. <laughs> I'm 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 off book. Do you want Welcome to, say it to Hive Mind, <laughs> the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I yeah. am Meg Walter in studio with Eli McCann. Yeah. Okay, Eli. Yes. Tell me what you've been watching. A lot of things. I had a flight this weekend, so I was <gasps> airplane movies. Watched airplane movies, and you know what happened is because do you remember that you watched Chernobyl? the five-part series on HBO. And I will never forget that I, I watched Chernobyl. So I made it one episode of that, and I thought it was fantastic, but it stressed me out to continue, because especially because you told me how graphic it gets. Yeah. And so I have not watched anything past episode one, but I was on a plane yesterday, and I saw that they had the whole Chernobyl series, and so I was like, okay, I just need to do this, because I want the information. And I think that it's really good no TV. yeah it's a good learning experience but every time i go to watch it i'm just like i can't do this so i have now yesterday i watched two more episodes so i have gone through episode three it is it is actually the scariest thing i've ever seen yeah like truly truly the scariest like there is no horror movie i've ever seen that has scared me as much as watching this series i it is incredibly graphic mm-hmm. like to a point that i was not expecting yeah um it is so sad. Yeah. I'm just like crying the entire time watching it. I am, I'm very surprised at how much it's affecting me, but it is like some of the best TV I've ever seen. Absolutely. The performances are exceptional. Mm-hmm. They film it in Latvia, Lithuania. Lithuania. And they capture, I mean, you and I have both lived in Eastern Europe for extended periods. They capture Eastern Europe very well. Oh, too. Yeah. Like the inside of their apartments. It's. It could not be more on point. Like th- there was this episode last night where this woman walks up and pushes open like a government door, and I was like, I can feel the imprint of that you government can smell door. On my head. It. Yeah, just smell like that dusty. Yeah, it is just so. It is such a good show, but it is so hard to watch. But I kind of feel the same way that you described previously, which is as hard as it is to watch, you almost feel like an obligation to consume this media because, because it happened. It happened, and I think. I had, I actually knew kind of a lot about Chernobyl because I've been very interested in it for a long time. And and you were in Ukraine. Like, I lived Ukraine in Ukraine. Means a lot to you. Yeah, I I knew people who were affected by the Chernobyl tra- tragedy. I knew people with deformities because of Chernobyl. All these things, but I had no idea how bad it was and how bad it could have gotten. Yeah. And that has been watching this has been so shocking to me. To like, oh my gosh, they barely missed. A crisis that could have been all of humanity, all of humanity, like the the world literally almost ended over Chernobyl. And I don't think I've ever fully grasped that. It's always more like, oh, that's a really bad thing. Imagine if it was worse. And like, that's kind of the extent of my understanding of the capacity of the disaster. But no, it was like 
literally good thing so-and-so showed up right at that moment yeah. and had that one idea. Otherwise, no one would be living in Europe now. It's not it's a fun crazy. show to watch if you're feeling distrust in government either. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, disinformation campaigns are real. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Stephen had a funny costume idea, a couple's mm. costume idea. If you're a single person going to a like, costume party where there are couples, you could be reactor number three. Uh, and then be like, where's your date? And then you'll be like, oh, they were reactor number four. Oh, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> I was into it. We need to have him in here one of these times <laughs> to talk about his weird I keep ideas. Asking him, I keep asking him to do high money. He's like, you, that's really a bad idea. I would love to have him in here and talk about his weird TV he get, and movies. I think he's, um, he's afraid of what he might become. Okay. On the recording. I, yeah, I I could see that. He, if you think I like movies, yeah, it's nothing. Okay. What um, else? So in happier news, I I don't normally watch uh, Carpool Karaoke with James Gordon. Yeah. I don't. I like sometimes catch parts of it. and I'm like, do I like this? Is I it funny? Tell. Is it funny? I don't I think can't it's funny. Tell. But. My new in-law parents uh, over the weekend were like, but have you watched the carpool karaoke with Paul McCartney? I did watch that one. It's like 30 minutes long. Yeah. It's very long. I It is one of my favorite things I have consumed in a year. It's not comedy. No, like, no, 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 It's important to know that it's no. not like a I mean, funny thing there, you're about to there watch. There are some humorous aspects to it. Yeah. But no, it's, it's like a walk through Paul McCartney's life. Yeah. And it's touching, it's sweet, it's like, you just feel like you're being wrapped in a warm blanket. Uh, I 100% recommend everybody go look it up on YouTube. Just like let yourself enjoy it for like half an hour. Whether you're a Beatles fan or not, I feel like it's going to be entertaining. Absolutely. Yeah. So go watch that. Um, Watching all the normal TV shows. Oh, I did do this thing. Okay, so I keep telling you to watch Please Like Me. And I did. I started I, it. And I want to hear your thoughts on it, but because you started it, I was like, I'll start, I'll rewatch it. And now that I'm rewatching it, I'm wondering if I made a mistake recommending it to you. Why? Because it's a lot more sexual than I remembered. And like every time there's a sex scene, I'm like, oh my gosh, I did not remember that there was a lot of this going Eli, on. Eli, how old do you think I no, am? No, it's not that. It's just like, I don't know. Like, I'm not judging you. <laughs> I know I have less tolerance than you do for this kind of stuff. Yeah, you do. What it, so what do you think? How far did you make it? We're a few episodes in, and I'm enjoying it. But is it my turn? Yeah, go ahead. So I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, but I got kind of distracted. Okay. Because I found on YouTube the Bon Appetit videos. Have you seen those? You're okay, so you've referenced these to me before. There is... This happy place that exists where a group of Bon Appetit chefs spend all day making food and it's filmed. Okay. And one of them, her name is Claire. And it turns out she's like a gay icon on Twitter. Like, people stand Claire pretty hard. Okay. She's probably like, I would say around our age, like 30 to 35 somewhere. Sure. She's a pastry chef. Uh, her job is to recreate junk food. Mm-hmm. I have watched Claire attempt to recreate Pop Rocks, Pop Tarts. Pop Rocks? Yeah. Starburst. Oh. Uh, Hot Pockets. Uh-huh. Doritos. Uh-huh. M&M's. 
Wow. Like, it is factory junk food. Yeah. And she makes gourmet versions of them, and it's like a lot of failures. Like, she messes up all the time. I try it her takes Doritos. like days mm-hmm. for her to create these projects. And there's something so compelling about watching her do this until she gets it right. And she's like funny and charming. And there's other chefs in the kitchen who like come over and like taste and like offer advice. Wow. We're super supportive. I am not joking. I probably watched 10 hours of Claire making (laughs) junk food over the weekend. Okay. That's all I've been doing. Okay. That's all I've been watching. Oh, I'm excited about this. Yeah. So I'm watching Please Like Me, but I got kind of distracted by the Bon Appetit videos. Please Like Me is great. Yeah. So Please Like Me is an Australian dramedy. And the reason why I like the show is because it does a lot of very interesting things uh, with mental illness. Okay, because maybe I'm not that. Well, no, I mean it does start are. out with his the, mom. The main character's mother is has a lot of like she's manic, depressive, yeah. and she's this fantastically written character. But throughout the show, she and the people that she interacts with because of her like being in and out of institutions and so forth um, have like a very interesting plot line about mental illness and how we deal with it and how it affects people and how sometimes those people feel selfish for being annoyed about the mental illness of their family members. And it's, I just think it's really well written. Hannah Gatsby is in the seasons, I think two through four. Oh, she is. And she is fantastic in it. Okay. It's my first, it was my first introduction to Hannah Gatsby and she plays somebody with a mental illness in the show and she is so good in it. Um, but yeah, there was a lot more sex than I was remembering. It's not, it's, it's only different from other shows because it's gay. Some it's of not, it. uh, yeah. you know, which is not the kind of sex I'm used to encountering on programming, but okay. I wouldn't call it explicit. Maybe that's why I'm being sensitive to it. Might it might be why you're like, a little sensitive to it. Did I just make Meg it? watch gay sex? No, but there isn't any <laughs> that you're watching. You like watch them kiss. Yeah. <laughs> And talk about I'm going to get a concerned phone call from my mom. <laughs> I am sorry, so mom. sorry to. It's fine. Meg's it's like parents. it's a fine show. <laughs> uh, so today we're here. Oh, wait. Can I, I remember yeah. one more thing I have yeah. to talk about? I finally watched Booksmart. Oh, well, I yeah. I texted you about it. I have mixed feelings about it because so I was texting you about it and I wasn't trying to like rain on anyone's parade. But, like, I had heard from a lot of people, like, this is a really fun comedy for girls. And, yeah. you know, and it was the way people talked about it, I was like, oh, that's going to be for me. Because. I actually, yeah, I don't think it's for you. It's not for me. So I thought it was going to be Lady Bird. Like, the okay. way it was described to me, I was like, oh, this kind of female perspective. And Beanie Feldstein's fun, involved. You know, and, like, it talks about the human condition of a teenage girl, you know, whatever else. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, Feeney, what's her name? Feld- Feldstein. Feldstein. And I love her very much. And so and I think Lady Bird is like one of the best movies I've seen in my life, maybe. Yeah. I just I think it's a nearly perfect film. So I was very excited to watch Booksmart. Booksmart is like the hangover. Like it's yeah, more it's like dumb. The, it's more like the hangover than Lady Bird. And so I got like 10 minutes into it and I was like. Oh, I. This is not the movie I thought it's I was. It's a one crazy night movie. Yeah. And the plot is just not really one. It's just like, let's go have a crazy night. And then the whole movie is like, the, all the things that happen along the way, yeah. you know. And, 
so I got to the end and I was like, oh, that wasn't for me. And then I thought about it over the next few days and I was like, I bet if I was in the mood for a dumb movie and I was like, throw this on, I'd be like, oh, that was fine. So I think maybe part of the reason I enjoyed it as much as I did is I went and saw it with a friend and we had both been kind of stressed out of our minds, you know, with like work, kids, whatever, like just like a lot going on. And we just sit and sat and consumed like just kind of like really good cotton candy for two hours and it was super fun and you don't have to think about it anymore when it's over. Yes. It's really great girl characters and a woman director and... A Gen Z movie that yeah. I could appreciate. So I don't I don't think it was made for Eli McCann. No, it was like if you picked up a drink and you thought it was going to be a milkshake and it yeah. was Sprite. And it's yeah. like, it's not that I think Sprite tastes like... But you were expecting a milkshake. But I thought I was going to be drinking yeah. a milkshake. I get that. Yeah, so. um, we have to keep it a little short today, so let's dive in to our topic, which is musicals that have been made into movies. <laughs> those we like, those we don't. Uh... I was perplexed by your response to me. So I texted Meg's like, what should we talk about? And I said, how about musicals that have been made into movies? And Meg no, responded. Okay. No, because your question was favorite musicals that have been okay. made into movies or like your favorite movies that were once musicals. And I was like, I can't think of any good ones. Oh, OK. Well, Meg's response was like, I can't think of any. And then I immediately like rage texted her a long list of yeah. musicals that have turned and into movies. And I was like, movies. but I don't like any of those that you <sighs> included on the list. Really? I don't. The only one I could think of that I liked that was actually a musical that became a movie is Chicago. Really? I don't like any. That's so fascinating. Which one do you like? So, and this is one that I can't remember if it was actually like a Broadway musical first or later, but um, Hairspray. Okay, no, Hairspray is good. There are few things that can put a smile on my face as much as the entirety of Hairspray from beginning to end. I watched it for the first time this year. Yeah. Oh, and it's the Queen Latifah of it all, yeah. Amanda Bynes. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer's in it. Yeah. Um, the ma- I, always, I feel so bad, but the main actress, I can never remember her what name. What happened to her? I haven't I think, seen her in anything. I don't think she did much else, but she's great in this. She was incredible. Um, my boy Zach's in it. Your boy I Zach. love Zach. I know you do. I think that Zach is, he just needs someone to help him make better choices. Do you think his agent's not good? I think... Do you think he's lost? Do you think he doesn't know what roles to take? I think he doesn't know what roles to take, and I don't think he has someone strong enough to be like, no, Zach, you're not doing The Hangover Part 19. You're going to do this serious film because you're actually talented, and people need to but find that But does he want to do serious, but or does he want to do is what I think he needs somebody to tell him that he need, wants to do serious. Yeah. So. Or just like keep doing musicals, uh, yeah. Because he's great in Hairspray. I just I need somebody. And High to, School Musical. I could fix Zach. We all belong. I actually have never seen High School Musical. Oh, <gasps> I know, right? We should watch High School Musical. I would do that, and we could do a high mind episode. It's not good. I but I would watch it. Okay. It was filmed down the street from our house. I know at so, East, right? East High School. East High School. Um. So okay, so Hairspray, yes. Um. I love Fiddler on the Roof. Okay. Yeah, I forget about Fiddler because it's like not part of the musical renaissance. Yes. It's old, but it's it is 60s. a great, great movie. And so is My Fair filmed. Lady, and so is West Side Story. Okay, hot take. I hate My Fair Lady a lot. It's long. It's so long. And then that weird, like, talky song. There's not that much music in it, actually. And there's this one song where the main guy, like, talks. He, like, talk sings, and I hate that. Like, just talk or sing. Pick pick a lane. 
You know, it's been a while since I've seen My Fair Lady. My grandma bad. used to have me watch musicals at her house, so we'd watch mm-hmm. My Fair Lady and Camelot. Okay. When you're seven, Camelot is nine hours long. I don't know how long that movie <laughs> actually is, but in my brain, it took a full 24 hours ben to watch heard. Camelot. So, um, do you, is, is, so recently I saw on Twitter somebody was like, somebody puts a gun to your head and yeah. they tell you they will shoot you unless you sing a musical from beginning to end without mis- messing up one word. Which musical do you choose? Can it be a Disney movie? Well, I'd like to hear that answer. Lion King. You could do Lion King from beginning to because, end. Because, must I remind you, Oh, I was yes. Zazu the Bird in yes. Canyon Crest Elementary's production of The Lion King. <laughs> Therefore... I have the movie memorized in its entirety. Is there a video of that? There is a video of it. Can I get a copy of I, that it's, video? It's at my parents' house. I don't know if they still have that VHS. Um, mama, mommy, and daddy, <laughs> Walter, Meg, Walter, Morley, Morley, mommy, and daddy, Morley. Can you guys send that to me, please? And I will take that audio and I will do something fantastic with it. Great. Um, my musical, yeah. since you asked, yeah. is I could do from beginning to end. In like 15 different languages, the entirety of Evita. I could do all of, all of Evita. Big Evita stan. I don't know why, but I just love that music so much. When it came out in the 90s, I got the CDs. It was, you know, a two CD set. And I would just, whenever I was home, just like, just put on Evita. You can't listen to it too How many old were times. You? Uh, gay. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, was, at that point, your parents had to be like, oh. I was gay years old. <laughs> Talk about Eli. No, I, I was a, it was I was a middle schooler. So okay. this is when I was in middle school and I just loved Avita and yeah. still like to this day, like drop me anywhere in that soundtrack and without even having to hear a second, I will just like automatically start singing every word exactly with Antonio Banderas. Interesting. Madonna nailed it too. She that she you know what? That was a good movie. That was a good movie. Um you know where this conversation is inevitably going to lead. Where? Cats. <laughs> That's why I was thinking about this category. Cats, cats is coming, coming out in December. And we've never seen Cats the Musical. No, because right? who has? My parents. I think, yeah, I think Baby Boomers. It was like big in the 80s, maybe? Y- yesterday, I was talking to my parents about this, and yeah. they were like, oh, we went on a cruise once, and they did Cats the Musical for like the cruise entertainment. And my mom said there was an intermission, and more than 80% of the audience <laughs> walked out. So imagine cats, cruise entertainment yeah. mixed together. Which, like, my understanding of cruise entertainment Not is like good. C plus. C. Okay. S- solid C word. Okay. So yeah. I had never heard the cat soundtrack. I've heard memories, obviously, because yeah. I'm a human being with a beating heart. Yeah. Um, and like Mr. Mistopheles, whatever. Yeah. I had never listened to it beginning to end. And Steven grew up with a mom who loves musical soundtracks. So he like has been well versed in the Andrew Lloyd Webber yeah. catalog. And so he's like, well, you need to listen beginning to end the cat soundtrack. I was unaware that there's no story yeah. in cats. Yeah. It's just like a collection of T.S. Eliot stories that they made into a musical. How does that get to be famous? Popular. I don't understand. I don't, I don't know why they made this movie. The preview for Cats, I don't know. I don't think we've talked about it on this podcast. We have, but we could talk about it again. We could talk about it for 40 hours. They're poop tails. The, the, their tails the, the tail like that comes pooping. right out of their butt. <laughs> like right, not like not like a cat where uh-huh. the tail is above the butt, but the 
the tail is coming out of the butt directly. Also, they have boobs, and that is weird to me it's because they're very cats. weird. It's too human. The yeah. digital fur technology that they've used to create the cats is unsettling. It's yeah. like if Polar Express were cats. <laughs> That's a really good way to put that. You know? It's that same kind of unsettling. Uncanny as Polar Valley. Express. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a real disaster, and they're going to make a billion dollars. Because we're going to go see them I'm absolutely going to go see cats. Opening day. I cannot wait to see cats. I want to see T-Swift in a cat costume. What is she doing? What are, what any, are any of them doing? Is it Idris Alba who's in this yeah. too? And uh, what's her name? Oh, the actress who keeps not winning the Judy Oscar. Dench. Judy De- oh, yeah. Judy Dench is in it. Why? Um, I don't know, but... I am into it. Maybe they're maybe it's all just like we'll show up and it will be a parody and they're just marketing it as something that's serious. So that would actually be really funny. I have some I've been thinking about this because they released, you know, the day before they're like coming soon. And it was like all these interviews with the actors who are like, we've just been so excited to work on cats and we're using digital fur technology and I'm James Corden and I'm in cats, you oh, know? Oh, yeah, James Corden, too. Yeah, and it's like, oh, boy. And they're like, tomorrow we're going to release the trailer. And they released the trailer and Twitter lost its yeah. collective mind. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. lost it because it is the weirdest thing we've ever seen. So I wonder what the cats people have done since then, if they're like just grinding in their heels and they're like, this is what it is, people are going to love it or hate it. If they've like made some adjustments I don't know. to the production of it, if they're like leaning into it being a joke, like what would you do? You're the producer of this movie. You see that response. What's your course of action? I mean, it's hard to imagine getting put into that position in the first place because I wouldn't <laughs> have been a producer on a film like this. But I think it would be really funny to just let it be a joke. Okay. Do you think like the actors it? are on board with that? Would they be? It would be stupid of them not to if it really is that going bad. to be that bad. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way that they saved themselves at that point is by just being like, haha, we are so funny. Right. Look at our comedic careers. Look how look how to... funny this movie it's, is. It's it's like subtly funny but also in your face about it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. So that's, yeah. Yeah. That, that is about to become our favorite. Absolutely. Um, we've got we've to run. Okay. We have a very, very special episode coming up for Halloween. Should we tell them what it is? Yeah, let's go for it. Two days from now, I'm going over to Eli's house, and we are going to sit and watch Hereditary, uh-huh. the movie whose Wikipedia description kept me up multiple nights in a row. <laughs> We're going to record the experience, and we will be releasing that as an episode of Hive Mind. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to watch along in preparation of that episode, I'm not really sure where you find Hereditary. I think it's on Hulu. It might be on Amazon. I assume we'll find it. Ask your smart TV for Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Don't say I didn't warn you. And we will see you next week. Bye.